I'm Carol Joyce Side, and welcome to the Homeschool Made Simple podcast. You're listening to episode 10. This is a podcast to help you homeschool simply, inexpensively, and enjoyably. Well, today I'm going to talk about my favorite subject in the whole world, and that is children's books. Many families have asked me, excuse me, to help them find out how to build a library systematically so they're not just buying a bunch of books that they regret or wind up selling in garage sales, but they really have a plan. So I thought I would just go through my bookshelves briefly today with you and just hit on some key children's books that every child should grow up having. Otherwise, they're living in a kind of a deprived world. So I'd start with my very, very young ones, and I'd probably begin with A Child's Garden of Verses by Robert Louis Stevenson, and I'd make sure it was illustrated by Jesse Wilcox Smith, A Child's Garden of Verses by Robert Louis Stevenson. And then I would buy the four Winnie the Pooh books in hardcover in a box if I could afford it. And these are great things to ask for from the grandparents. And make sure that they write in the books and date them and maybe write a little note to the children. I read this book to your mama when she was little or congratulations on sleeping through the night without a diaper or getting your driver's license or whatever you know milestone that you can celebrate. Of course, Christmas, holidays. So the four Winnie the Pooh books, unabridged, of course, um, we want us actually start with the poetry. So when we were very young and now we are six, two books of delightful poetry that every little nursing baby would just love to be read to as they're just in infancy being nursed or being thrown around on daddy's knee. Such great poems that kids just can't resist. And then the two books of prose, Winnie the Pooh, and the house at Pooh Corner. So those are a must. Every child needs to grow up with those lovely books in their lives. And then The Wind in the Willows by Kenneth Graham. Kenneth Graham was head of the Bank of England, and he wrote these stories for his little boy when he went away to the seashore, and he sent him a story every day, and his nurse kept the stories, and that's Wind in the Willows. And make sure that you get the edition illustrated by Ernest Shepherd who also illustrated Winnie the Pooh, and make sure that it's unabridged. We don't do abridgments if we can help it. And then as your children get a little bit older, then you move into really the children's classics. So things like Kidnapped by Robert Louis Stevenson, illustrated by Wyeth, and Little Women by Louise May Alcott, illustrated by Jesse Wilcox Smith, A Little Princess by Frances Hodgson Burnett, Anne of Green Gables by Lucy Maud Montgomery. Little Men, also by Louisa May Alcott. And then a a book on Shakespeare's plays for children called Tales from Shakespeare, which contain the retelling of the Shakespeare plays in prose form. So the comedies and the tragedies. And they're written by, as I said, Charles and Mary Lamb, and they were a brother and sister 
team, and they were concerned that children in Britain were just not loving Shakespeare the way they should. And so one of them took the comedies, one of them took the tragedies, and it's kind of like your grandmother telling you a story on Sunday afternoon after lunch, and it's Shakespeare. And so your kids grow up knowing the characters, the storylines, so then eventually when they're exposed to the, the play itself, it's like an old friend. It's not a foreign concept. And then Mark Twain, I think one of his very best books, The Prince and the Pauper uh, by Twain. And then a book that will change your family's lives as you write, read it out loud is a book that was written by a lady named Johanna Spiri, and it's Heidi. And you be sure that it's unabridged, and I love to get the... Uh, edition, excuse me, illustrated by Jesse Wilcox-Smith. There are many beautiful editions of Heidi. And then an unabridged Peter Pan by James Barry. And my favorite part of Peter Pan is when they're still in England and the, the darlings kind of family life and dealing with Mr. Darling and the dog who's their nanny. And I love the writing and, and the humor. There's just nothing quite like it. And then two of Kipling's books that every child needs to grow up with would be Just So Stories, How the Camel Got His Hump, How the Leopard Got His Spots, that type of thing. And then The Jungle Book, also by Kipling. And keep in mind that Just So Stories were written by Kipling and illustrated by him for his daughter, who he calls his best beloved. And um, they're a little politically incorrect. I just have to warn you, a very different age and era in British history, but there's no one like Kipling. He's just, he's very talented, fun guy. And then I talked a little bit earlier about some of the boys' uh, classics, and so King Arthur and His Knights, and those that series of books, Treasure Island, Robinson Crusoe, um, Robin Hood, those illustrated classics that were done by Wyeth and many other people but just be sure that you're exposing your children to unabridged books and if they're too young for the unabridged book there's so many wonderful books in every age why force them into a book they're not ready for it will come around in the right time for them and then every child should be raised with Anderson's fairy tales uh, Grimm's fairy tales, a little bit grim at times, but there is an there is a book called A Child's Book of Stories that was illustrated by Jesse Wilcox Smith, and it has some of the best known and best loved tales from around the world, A Child's Book of Stories. And then, of course, as you start reading out loud some of these chapter books with your kids, a good place to start when you're reading chapter books would be the Little House books. And if you can begin to collect them in hardback, I would very much recommend that you do so. Maybe one for each holiday because they're not inexpensive. And of course, they start with Little House in the Big Woods. But if you have a predominantly male population, I recommend that you read Farmer Boy first and get the boys on board with reading the books. Otherwise, the books might seem a little too girlish for them and you might lose them. Lassie Come Home, which was written by Eric Knight, uh, is a beautifully written book taking place in Scotland. And Eric Knight 
was a pilot in the RAF in Britain during World War II. And then he went to America and signed up uh, to fly for the American um, Air Force and was killed in action as a, as a bomber pilot in World War II. But a, I wish he'd lived longer and written more books for children. Tom's Midnight Garden is considered one of the great classics of British literature by uh, Philippa Pierce, kind of a mysterious fascinating fantasy book for for your older children and then a book that every family should grow up reading is understood betsy understood betsy the story of a kind of pampered overprotected little girl by dorothy canfield fisher and the story of how she goes and lives with her putney cousins in vermont and is exposed to normal life and work and service and animals and minor dangers and how it just shapes her and changes her. An author that our family really has enjoyed, she's definitely not a Christian author. I just want to give a little bit of a warning on that. Her name is Edith Nesbitt, and sometimes you'll see her books E. Nesbitt because at the time that she was writing, it wasn't acceptable for women to write books. She was very, um, she was kind of in the Bloomsbury group, if, if you're familiar with that crowd. So not a Christian woman, but she wrote some very imaginative, delightful books for your older kids, not for your little bitties. And I'd say about nine and up. So she is maybe best known for The Railway Children, which is a lovely book. But she also wrote Five Children and It, The Phoenix and the Carpet, The Story of the Amulet, which are a trilogy, and lots of other books for kids that were kind of influential in C.S. Lewis's life, actually. And he read those books, and then they influenced how he created the Narnia books and the family dynamics of the Pevensey children in the Narnia books. Another author that I forgot to mention for your very littles would of course be Beatrix Potter. Beatrix Potter is considered the greatest illustrator of children's books of all time, and she wrote 18 little books for children. She insisted that they be kept in the right size so that children's hands were comfortable holding them and touching them, and she used real live animals as her models. She was very into nature and understood a great deal about animals, and her books are basically people in fur. So there's nothing supernatural in any way about her books. They're very realistic to the British Victorian era. But she, like Aesop, just took the liberty of turning people into animals so that she could tell her stories in, more, in a more imaginative way. <coughs> Excuse me. One of my favorite books of hers would be The Tale of Benjamin Bunny. I also love The the Tale of Two Bad Mice, Roly-Poly Pudding. Uh, She was a genius. Her humor, her understanding of of human nature and and relationships, um, and her drawings all taking place there where she lived in England um, at a farm that she eventually bought as she got older. And um, she and her brother, collected a whole menagerie of live and dead animals and drove their parents crazy. Uh, They're very proper 
kind of social climbing British people and she did not fit in with them at all. But she was a delightful woman and gave all of her vast property to the National Trust in England to be kept in perpetuity as um, undeveloped land uh, as, after, she, after her death. Now let's talk about some picture books for your littles. Marguerite D'Angeli probably did the very best, I think, book of nursery and mother goose rhymes. And then the Dolaires, Ingrid and Edgar Perrin Dolaire. My two favorite books of theirs would be Abraham Lincoln and George Washington. They're beautiful, illustrated picture books. They were done uh, on stone. It's a very complicated printing process, which is no longer used today. But they were artists as well as authors. And I think their books are matchless in character development, in beauty of illustration, in just being fascinating for children. A book that I learned about when I was in graduate school taking a kitty lit class, which I never tire of reading to children, is a book called Crow Boy by Taro Yashima. And um, Yashima also wrote a little book called Umbrella about a little Japanese girl who gets an umbrella and a pair of red rubber boots and then it never rains in Japan. And every day she's trying to figure out a way to get to use her umbrella and her boots. And then one day she gets up and it's raining and she gets to wear them. And how she grew up that day in a very beautiful way. And it's just the illustrations are magnificent. And the Japanese understanding of simplicity and beauty that comes forth in, in both of his books. The Dolaires also did a book on Greek myths that I recommend for every family, but again, for your much older children, at least fourth grade and up. Don't confuse your littles with Greek gods prematurely. Over the years, I've enjoyed traveling around the country teaching families how to use great books to homeschool their children. I've also had a chance to speak on other topics like nutrition and parenting. This summer, I am offering the rare opportunity for you to hear these teachings live from the comfort of your own home. On June 20th, you can join me for my Nutrition Made Simple webinar. Then on July 18th, I'll be teaching my parenting seminar, Let the Little Children Come. Whether you've heard my homeschooling seminars or not, these live webinars will help simplify your approach to nutrition and parenting with lots of practical tips to boot. For more details, visit my website, caroljoyside.com forward slash upcoming dash seminars, where you can register for both webinars and receive a free audio gift from my online store. Even if you can't join on the day of the webinar, a replay will be available for one week afterwards so you don't miss out. Now, let's get back to the show. And then an author that I really enjoy is Patricia Polacco, and so many of her books are well done, but one of my favorites is Just Plain Fancy, about an Amish family that 
accidentally raises a peacock and they're just horrified with all the beauty and the color but they figure out later that actually it's God's creation and it's okay. I mentioned Dangerous Journey in a previous podcast. Dangerous Journey was probably my son's favorite book and it's now his twin son's favorite book. It is a boy's dream come true because the illustrations are very kind of graphic and a little scary and little boys just love it. But it's the retelling of Pilgrim's Progress by John Bunyan and it's using the actual words of Bunyan but it's just been simplified. And the illustrations are by Alan Perry, who's a British illustrator, and they actually even made a book using his illustrations. Uh, Tales of the Kingdom and Tales of the Resistance, I consider to be one of the greatest book series created for children. They were done by Karen and David Maines from Chapel of the Air. And I just can't recommend these books highly enough. And you will never tire of reading them at any age. So you can give them to adults as presents. You can read them to your children. Wait till your children are a bit older because they can be scary, but they're fantasy, really Christian fantasy, but they just embody the gospel in so many helpful ways. They really flesh out what it is to follow the king in his kingdom. And then a little book from Italy that was part of a series of books called Children of Genius. It's by Ibi Lepsky, L-E-P-S-C-K-Y. And the one I like best in the series is the one on Albert Einstein and how much of a misfit he was and how he didn't fit in and he wasn't normal. And so often when I work with families and they start telling me about a child that's just kind of marching to their own drama. I just giggle and I recommend that book to them because there's nothing wrong with their child. It's, it's just that he's probably very gifted and very bright and very creative. One of the great children's classics of all time is the story of Ping and every child needs to be raised with it by Marjorie Flack, illustrated by Kurt Weiss. Uh, the story of a little duck in China who didn't want to get spanked. And it's just an adorable book and Children always cringe when Ping gets spanked. And an author that I'm very fond of is a gentleman named Tommy DePaola. Tommy DePaola, he wrote many, many, many books. But my one of my favorites of all time is Now One Foot, Now the Other. Now One Foot, Now the Other. About a little boy and his grandpa. He's named after his grandpa and their best friends. And his grandpa teaches him how to walk, now one foot, now the other. And then years later, his grandpa has a stroke and he can't walk. And then the little boy teaches his grandpa and he brings him back from the stroke. And if you can read that book without crying, I don't know too many people who can. Another author that I love is Ezra Jack Keats. Ezra Jack Keats is a Jewish author from New York City, And he wrote about inner city children and one little boy in particular named Peter. And he wrote a book called The Snowy Day, which won the Caldecott Award. But the one I like best is um, A Whistle for Willie. A Whistle for Willie. And it's a story of Peter 
little African-American inner city child trying to learn to whistle. And he comes from this lovely family, very loving, very stable home. It's a beautiful book. And all of uh, the books about Peter, Peter's chair, etc. And then uh, when it comes to Bible story books, when you have very small children, the one I recommend would be Read Aloud Bible Stories, Volume 1 by Ella Lindvall. It is irresistible as you read the story of Jesus blessing the children and Jesus calming the sea. And the one I like best is Bartimaeus, Blind Bartimaeus. Uh, That is a book, no matter how wiggly a child is, I have never seen them not sit still for that book. And then Watch the Stars Come Out by Levinson, illustrated by Good, the story of a Jewish refugee family. And another Jewish author that I enjoy so much, Er, I can't even talk, Yuri Shulevitz, and his book, The Treasure. The Treasure, the story of a Russian peasant and a dream that he has and how he goes on to build a prayer chapel after the Lord sends him a treasure. And then Prayer for a Child by Rachel Field, beautiful, beautiful poem that any child can memorize, and I hope your children will memorize. Such a sweet book and the illustrations. Oh my goodness, they're just precious. I think I'm going to read you this poem very quickly here because I love to hear children recite it, and I bet your children will memorize it. Bless this milk and bless this bread. Bless this soft and waiting bed where I presently shall be wrapped in sweet security. Through the darkness, through the night, let no danger come to fright. My sleep till morning once again beckons at the window pane. Bless the toys whose shapes I know, the shoes that take me to and fro, up and down and everywhere. Bless my little painted chair. Bless the lamplight, bless the fire, bless the hands that never tire in their loving care of me. Bless my friends and family. Bless my father and my mother and keep us close to one another. Bless other children far and near and keep them safe and free from fear. So let me sleep and let me wake in peace and health for Jesus' sake. Amen. The illustrations are by Elizabeth Orton Jones and it makes the most beautiful baby present if you're going to a baby shower. An author that I'm extremely in love with is a lady named Marguerite D'Angeli. And if you listen to my Kitty Lit seminar called Reading Under the Covers with a Flashlight, I tell you a lot about her uh, life. But she was from Lapeer, Michigan, and she started actually as an illustrator of other people's books and then eventually began to write her own. And she would spend a year doing research, going and living in the place where the book was set. And The Hannah is her retelling of a little family, a Quaker family, during the time of the Underground Railroad. And this is a little girl that gets into trouble all the time for, as her grandmother says, listening to old Spotty. And it is just a delightful book. And all of Marguerite D'Angeli's books are worth collecting and owning. 
Another author that all young children need to grow up with is Lois Lenski. And she wrote many books, but I'm particularly fond of her Mr. Small books. And my favorite of all is Papa Small, the story of a family of smalls. Papa, Mama, Baby Small, and the, and the children, and how they help their mommy, and how they go to church, and the baby has to get carried out, and just so politically incorrect and so lovely, and how um, Papa makes lunch on Sundays, and Mama rests, and oh, it's just the sweetest little book. But there's the little auto, the little farm, the little sailboat, the little fire engine, the little train, the little airplane, the little cowboy you will love her books. And then another um, author that I think you will really enjoy for your children would be Arthur Ransom. And he did a series of nine books, starting with the first being Swallows and Amazons. Then Patricia McLaughlin, I'm particularly fond of her book Skylark, but she's best known for Sarah Plain and Tall. Carol Ryrie Brinks, Caddy Woodlawn, Noel Stratfield's books, Theater Shoes, Dancing Shoes, Ballet Shoes, Circus Shoes, Mender DeYoung. I love Far Out the Long Canal about a little boy in Holland who doesn't know how to ice skate and has to teach himself quickly because he'd been sick the other times that they had a freeze on the canals and Dirk's dog Bellow, but he also wrote Shadrach and uh, Wheel on the School and so many other books, most of which are set in Holland. And then Genevieve Foster's books, George Washington's World, Abraham Lincoln's World, The World of Columbus and Sons, Augustus Caesar's World, she wrote books for her two children. She had a little boy and a little girl. They lived in Evanston, Illinois, and the world is so much richer for her books. A British author that you don't want to miss is Rosemary Sutcliffe, and I believe her very best books are The Wanderings of Odysseus and Black Ships Before Troy. Black Ships Before Troy is the Iliad, and The Wanderings of Odysseus is the retelling of the Odyssey. A very significant author and illustrator in America was a gentleman named Howard Pyle. He had a school of illustration called the Brandywine School in Pennsylvania, and he taught Jesse Wilcox Smith and Maxfield Parish and um, who am I leaving out? N.C. Wyeth. Many of the great illustrators came out of his school, and he himself was an amazing illustrator. So he wrote Otto of the Silver Hand, The Wonder Clock, Salt and Pepper, uh, The Story of the Champions of the Round Table, and don't miss his illustrations as well as, as the reading of his books. I, I love Mildred Taylor's books, Roll of Thunder, Hear My Cry, uh, May the Circle Be Unbroken. And then a British author who is actually a missionary in Northern Africa, Patricia St. John. There is no one equal to her in quality of writing and in deep Christian spirituality and depth. 
Children love her books. She never talks down to children. She treats them with respect, as Charlotte Mason said to do. Of all of her books, she's best known for, uh, wait, let me think. (laughs) I'm trying to find it. Treasures of the Snow. But I think her very best book is Star of Light. Star of Light, set in Morocco, where Patricia St. John and her sister were nurses and her, and her brother was a surgeon. She's also very gifted at writing biblical fiction, you know, based on biblical themes. One would be The Runaway and another is Twice Freed, the story of um, Onesimus the Slave. If you would enjoy some kind of Jewish understanding of the Jewish festivals and the Jewish culture, I don't think there's anything better than the All of a Kind Family books by Taylor, Sidney Taylor. And they're set in the turn of the century in New York City with the most loving, sweet family. And each book, they're celebrating a different Jewish festival And it just comes to life, how their family just does life together. And they're a family of all girls, so that's why they're called all-of-a-kind family, until they finally get a baby brother. Kate Searady is one of the finest authors, I think, in children's literature. And her book, The Good Master and The Singing Tree, are not to be missed. Uh, and then I'm going to close with James Doherty of Courage Undaunted. He wrote many, many books. Uh, Poor Richard. Uh, he wrote books that boys just love. And his illustrations look like they're just going to jump right off the page at you. They're so full of dynamic energy. And every little boy really loves the books of James Doherty. So that's just kind of a quick drive-by of some top books you're going to want to begin to collect and look for. If you've been to my seminars, you know that I give you a much longer book list in the seminars, but this will get you started. Uh, You can go to my website, Carol Joy Side, and see what upcoming seminars are available. And then part of the admission to the seminar is you get all my book lists, which are, which are only given to families who are part of a seminar. So that will also expand your boundaries. But this, I hope, will give you a good head start on systematically building a library. This might be a great web uh, podcast to share with grandparents and give them some ideas of what you're looking for as, you know, holidays are coming and gifts are being purchased, say, you know, we don't need clothes, we don't need toys. Please just buy us books and buy us wonderful books, not books that are going to be discarded, but books that our grandchildren will benefit from as well. Books that will stand the test of time. That's how we build a library systematically, that our kids will love reading and it will last for generations. Thank you for joining me this week on the Homeschool Made Simple podcast. If you liked what you heard in this episode, I'd appreciate a rating and review on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would be great. Visit my website, Carol, with an E at the end, Joy, Side, S-E-I-D, CarolJoySide.com to subscribe to the monthly newsletter 
and receive exclusive discounts in my online store where seminars and interviews are available. Be sure to tune in next week for my next episode where I help you homeschool simply, inexpensively, and enjoyably. Blessings.